0: the Gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, You are the salt of the earth. But if salt loses its taste, with what can it be seasoned? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city set on a mountain cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and then put it under a bushel basket. It is set on a lampstand, for it gives light to all in the house. Just so, your light must shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. The Gospel of the Lord. So, for well, the children, like to come up for a children's homily. What is this thing called? It is called a guitar. I know some old jazz musicians who just call this a starvation box, because that's what happens when you play jazz guitar for a little. This is a guitar, and it's a musical instrument, isn't it? It makes music. But guess what? If you don't play it, it doesn't make music. It just sits there like a piece of furniture or something. So for this to do what it's supposed to do, for this to bring joy and happiness to people, because they like to hear the sound, it doesn't do any good unless someone plays it and makes it make happiness itself. So the same is true of us. God has given us gifts, that we can use to make music in the world. In the Gospel of Jesus talked about being a light, or being salt, a seasoning for the world around us. But He said, don't let your light be hidden. Instead, let it shine for people. So if you think of something nice you can do to someone, maybe you can help someone clean up their clothes. Or maybe you can help them in some other way. Maybe you can share something with them. And when you do that, you're being like a light, like a seasoning that makes other people happy. And that's a really good thing. But if you think about it and then say, no, I don't think I will, then it's like hiding your life under a basket, under a bushel, so that nobody sees the light. So whenever we think of ways we can help people, we should always do it. Because that is like being a light that brightens everyone's world around us. Now, I want us to sing a song. And you might know the song. Do you know this song? This little light of mine. I'm going to let it sound. You know that song? And you know, you do this with your finger, right? Like pretend you pen. Your finger's a candle, and you kind of wave it. This little light of mine. All right? So let's sing that song together right now, okay? This little light of mine. I'm going to let it sound. This little light of mine. I'm going to let it sound. This little light I like keep you girls? they try it? i i i Let it shine, let it let it shine, Like that. All right. Thank you so much, and hope see you soon. You can go back to your seats now love that dress, that's really pretty really beautiful bright dress, yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that's, that's <a> good story. <laughs> okay, I want to share with you a few stories this morning. That's pretty much all I'm gonna do today. You don't, don't expect much of a humble you. I'm just gonna tell you stories. Now one of them is about a young man, uh, middle schooler actually, by the name of Trevor, I forgot his last name, do you remember it? Oh, he was a middle school uh, boy in Philadelphia and he watched a, doc- a TV documentary about homeless people and he was moved, he was touched. He lived in a nice house, and he had a roof over his head, and he felt for these people who had no place to sleep. And he thought, well, I don't know, what can I do for them? And then he thought, well, I know, I'll I'll give someone a blanket. I'll go and I'll give someone a blanket. So he took a blanket and a pillow, and he and his dad went out and found a homeless man sleeping on the street, and they gave him a blanket and a pillow. Right? It's a small thing, but it was something that was important to that one individual. But people heard about it. And it caught on. Suddenly more people were bringing blankets and pillows out to the homeless. Suddenly, then hundreds of people were bringing thousands of blankets and pillows out to the homeless to take care of them. And then a local pastor, again stirred by the... um, By the generosity of of, of so many, he donated a 33-room house to be converted into a homeless shelter for them. Such a huge benefit for the homeless in Philadelphia, all because one middle schooler decided, I know I have something I can do, and I will do it. I will let my light shine in a little way. And God turned it into a bond. And we all know the story of the nun in India who saw a dying man on the street. He was alone, forgotten, everybody was just walking past, paying him no attention at all, dying, lying there in his own filth, just waiting to die. And she thought, this is wrong. Care for the dying is one of the cardinal acts of mercy that the church teaches us to do. So I have to do something. She couldn't save the man, but she could help him die with a little more dignity than just lying alone there on the street in his own filth. So she took him and found a place where she could bathe him and wash him and and put clean clothes on him and just sit there in silence and and hold his hand until he died. And of course, she became St. Teresa of Calcutta. And that act of mercy that she did became a huge bonfire that spread throughout the world where now there are literally hundreds of brothers and sisters of charity who care for the poorest of the poor all over the world because she was not content just to walk past and do nothing. Even though what she could do was very little, it meant so much for the world. There was a high school student by the name of Vincent Wu. And Vincent Wu's grandparents were, were aging and suffered from severe dementia. And he used to go and visit them in the senior center where they lived. And he would, sometimes they'd know who he was and sometimes they wouldn't. But they were always so glad to have somebody there because otherwise they were just alone and lonely. So he would go visit his grandparents and and talk to them and share with them, maybe read to them. Just do anything so that they were not alone. And he looked at the problem of loneliness among senior citizens all over the, the world, really. And he thought, I can't do much for this, but he did have a secret weapon. He had a saxophone. And so he began going to the senior center with his saxophone, playing music for the seniors who were there, and calling bingo games. He's not playing the piano or singing with them, doing anything just so they would know they were not forgotten. And Vincent became one of George Bush's now 6,000 points of light. And, of course, we all know the story of the other Vincent, Saint Vincent de Paul, who was kidnapped by barbary pirates and uh, sold into slavery. He wound up being a slave of um, a landowner in, in the Ottoman Empire and worked as a field hand. He was a field slave. His job was just to work the field all day long. But this, this Muslim man and his three wives were impressed that he did it cheerfully and joyfully. He would sing songs, he would pray. Nothing seemed to get him down and they began talking to him, asking him questions. And then the man and his wives were converted and they smuggled themselves and Vincent back to France where Vincent was able to continue his work as a priest. But because of his experience as a field slave, he began ministering to the tenant farmers who were the poorest of the poor in Europe at the time who just, you know, got to live on a a small plot of land and and keep a a small portion of what they grew there and the rest, of course, went to the landowner. And he went to those who were forgotten and not cared for because they had nothing. They were not able to really be a part of society and cared for him. And that... (coughs) act of kindness, that act of generosity became a tremendous inspiration for others who would follow. And of course we now know of the Saint Vincent de Paul Society, who takes and takes care of so many of the world's poor. So many of the poor in our own city, in our own town. And in fact, the Saint Vincent de Paul Society was not begun until a hundred years after St. Vincent de Paul's death. But his inspiration, his, his generosity, inspired through decades, through centuries, others to follow in his footsteps and to care for the poor, to let their light shine, to do what they could to bring light and salt, bring seasoning in the lives of others. So I'm going to tell you a story about myself. And some, most of you know a little bit about it my life and uh you know i went to old robert university and then on i did my graduate studies at the university of dallas and i had worked as a teacher and as a minister um but then an event happened that made me angry with god anybody ever mad at god i got mad at god and i was so mad i decided i was going to run away Now, unfortunately, I did not know how to juggle. So I couldn't join the circus. But instead, I decided I would join the Navy. That sounds like a good good place to run away, doesn't it? So I joined the Navy and wound up as the officer in charge of the construction battalion in Beirut, Lebanon during the Lebanese Civil War. Point and fact. If you're going to run away from God, be careful the direction you run. You might wind up in a whale somewhere. So, during my time in the military, Cheryl and I met, we married, we had kids, and and she did not want me to continue to fight wars around the uh, the globe. It looked like my next duty station was going to be Nicaragua. Some guy named Ollie North wanted me to go down there and do some stuff. I instead got out of the military and tried my hand at business, all right? I was a stockbroker for a while, took some courses in accounting, I was a controller for a land developer for a while. Nothing seemed to fit. I wasn't good at anything. I discovered I just can't, I'm supposed to be good at what I'm doing. Maybe God's got something else for me. And my wife always encouraged me, she said, you know where your heart is. You know what you're supposed to be doing. Why don't you just go back into the ministry? I really didn't know how to, to tell you the truth. It's been a lot of years, and I wasn't really affiliated with any denominations, and I really didn't know how to go back. Well, I was ironing one day. I I used to iron shirts back in those days, and I was ironing a shirt one morning, and as I'm ironing, I began to sing. And I began to sing this song, which would not be that anymore, except I didn't know the song. It just kind of came out all all by itself. And so then I quickly grabbed a piece of paper, I jotted down the words, and that song was a call to me in my life. And so from that point on, I began Trying to work my way back into the ministry. I pastored a Bible church for a while. And then I became a priest in the Charismatic Episcopal Church. And then I worked my way into the Catholic Church and finally became a priest in the Catholic Church, which is why I'm here now. So, what I'm going to do for you this morning is I'm going to sing the song. This song was such a call to me that when I was ordained a Catholic, just a couple of years, a Catholic priest just a couple of years ago, I put the words to that song on the back of my uh, holy card, the ordination. And I have some, and the instances, if you want the words to the song, you can pick that up on your way out. thank you very much God has given all of us a light God has placed within each of us a seasoning to bring light and to bring freshness to the world around us but we must let it shine we must let the seasoning flow we must sing the song and God en la